This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in the most wonderful city in the world in Johannesburg. Welcome, welcome to our radio family. Thank you so much for joining us and being part of our show uh, this week as we count down the weeks towards Rosh Hashanah. We're now about three weeks, uh, just a little bit over before we actually uh, start the the special uh, the special chag, and it's so nice to uh, to have you all. This is uh, Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Shaftim, uh, uh, the Pasha of of Judges, which of course is so relevant to the month of Elul, where we're getting ready to to uh, be uh, to be uh, to be judged. So we're going to talk a little bit about about uh, something to do with Elul, which uh, also combines with the Pasha, and then we're going to go into our discussion of. Uh, what we just touched on last week, the concept of, of non-Jews and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and Shabbat, uh, it was a topic, as I said, that we dealt with, uh, much, much earlier in our, in our course. I mean, some, uh, I think some three or four years ago or something along those lines. Yep. It is, has been at least that long that we've been chatting together on, on a Friday afternoon. It kind of just goes and goes and goes and you don't realize the time is just, it's just actually flying Flying, flying along. So it goes as, as follows. From, we know that, uh, we have the custom, we have the minig, that from the, uh, Rosh Chodesh, from the beginning of the month of, of Elul, so the Shulchan Aruch brings down that we begin every day, twice a day, by Shacharis and, and Mincha, we begin seeing, we begin saying, Psalm number 27, Ledover Hashem, Oiri, of uh, Yishi, uh, which is a, a really, really interesting and, and stimulating chapter, but and and there's one verse, one pasuk in this in this in this uh, parak that I really would like to perhaps spend a moment trying to to explanation, where Davin Amalech says to the Rebbein Shlaim, "Shifti beveis Hashem, kol yemei I shall dwell in the house of Hashem all the days of." Of, of my life. David Melch's making a request, I'd like to stay forever in, in, in the house of, of the Rabbanishlam. And of course, on a practical level, how can this actually possibly be David Melch's request when he knows that, uh, he is a king of a huge, uh, uh, busy nation and, uh, he engages and he's quite deeply involved in his country's military affairs and in their security and in judging and in, uh, and looking after their, their welfare and in sustaining, uh, uh, them. And that's a large part of his every day, of his every, uh, of his every moment. How can he even hope? How could he even express such a prayer that he should be able to sit in Hashem's, in Hashem's house his entire, his entire life. So, we know that there's a, a pasuk in this week's pasha, a very, very famous pasuk. It's a short pasuk, but uh, as they say, it, uh, it, uh, packs a huge, a huge pas- uh, huge punch where the Torah says, Tamim tie im Hashem lekecha. Thou shalt be perfect with Hashem your God. And, and Rashi says, what is this, what does this mean to be perfect? So he says, Hisalech imo bitzmimus. Is that one should walk in, I guess the word will be wholesomeness with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and you should hope towards Him. 
so that everything that comes your way, so then kabel betzimimus, accept it with wholesomeness. Have us and then you will be with him and become, so to speak, his his portion. Now, now the Mepharshim in explaining what this Rashi is is saying, when, when Rashi says that everything that Hashem brings upon you, you have to accept with wholesomeness. So it, it's similar to what Rashi says elsewhere in the Torah. Uh, we had the Rashi uh, three weeks ago where it talks about your hafta. Es Hashem Lekech, you must love Hashem b'chol levovcha, b'chol nafshecha, uv'chol me'oidecha. And Rashi had two explanations for me'oidecha. One is with all your money, with all your possessions, that a person has to be prepared to sacrifice everything he has so as not to violate a, a, a mitzvah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the second explanation was, what's b'chol me'oidecha? B'chol mida mida, which Rashi explains to mean that Whatever it is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu kind of meets out to you, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings to you, whether it comes in the form of the Midah of, of Din, of, of judgment, or it comes in the, in the, in the Midah of, of, uh, of, of goodness, of, of mercy, or, or, or strictness, whatever Midah HaKadosh Baruch Hu is currently using, whatever he presents to you at any time, one has to be ready nevertheless to accept it with with love, because the reality is that ultimately, whatever Hashem does is always for one's best welfare. Even though sometimes at the time of, of receiving it, it, it looks difficult to us, it looks not even look bad to us, we have to understand that it will eventually be seen, uh, retroactively as, as a tremendous, as a tremendous, uh, benefit to, to, uh, to, to us. Now, Interesting, that if one takes the, the words, Tamim Tiyeh Im Hashem Lakecha, and the, uh, the, uh, or Tamim Im Hashem Lakecha, and the, and the Gematria of, of that is, uh, 692, which if you add it together with the, with the actual letters itself, has the same Gematria as the word Hashabas. Both seven hundred and seven, because we know the Shabbos is is Mayin Olam Haba, where one receives the the divine kind of revelation, where it becomes clear to us that Hakadosh Baruch Hu always, on every occasion, treats us with the uh, ultimate of, of of kindness and concern for for what we need for our for our benefit. Right? We sometimes aren't privy; we don't have the the right to see. The inner truth and, 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 and perhaps the silver lining of what Hashem is, but everything Hashem does is, is is, is for our, for our benefit. But perhaps there's even a, a, a another Nakuda, perhaps a deeper little point that we can, that we can point, point, uh, point out here. And that is that we know that everything that Hashem brings to us, everything that comes your way, so we have to respond, we said, with, with wholesomeness. So that means, that Hashem is sending one tests where the purpose of the test is to gauge our reaction to the situation 
And in reacting to this particular situation, we have to utilize the, the sometimes our, our own innate built-in mida of chesed. And sometimes we have to, the, the, the reaction that the Kodesh wants from us on the very same person that's being tested is to sometimes use a different midah, is to use the midas hadin. One is never allowed to kind of lock oneself into a particular midah and say, right, this is who I am, this is what, this is what I do, and I do nothing else. In other words, for a person to say, uh, my midah is am chesed. I am uh, the, the epitome of a bal chesed, and I've worked on it for, for a long time. So how can then Hashem expect me uh, a reaction sometimes where I have to get angry? And perhaps, uh, as we saw in last week's Pasha, and go and, and, and murder all the, all the residents of, of, of an Irani Dachas, of a city where, where people are, the, the entire city in Israel is serving, is serving Avadizah. That totally goes against my nature. You can't expect me to, to act that way. Now, <laughs> if Avram, would have uh, taken that uh, attitude. Uh, Rama had taken that ev- that that, uh, that stance and said, "Well, I'm a Baal Chesed, and and therefore I can't move from there." He would never have been able to perform the Akedas Yitzchak. He would never have been able to slaughter his son, his son uh, Yitzchak, which is an act that that almost depicts the opposite of the lifetime Midas Hachesed, which was Avram's Mida. But of course, if this was to happen. Amisol would have lost one of the greatest, greatest merits. So why then was Avram prepared to carry out that which seemed to be a, 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 a literally a, a polarized opposite of what his life work was? The answer is that Avram was never working just for himself. He wasn't trying to like build up a, a to win some kind of trophy to win a prize. I am the greatest Balchesa or sort of or sort of to prove to himself or to others his own his own greatness. Or, you know, that 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 uh art school should write uh, a biography about him, about his great uh, about his great uh chesed, you know, posthumously to write write about him. He was working solely and completely to do the Ratsnam Hashem, to do the will of Akadashbrah. With, with such dedication. So, there's no difference what it is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to do. Whether HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to, uh, do as Avram did and feed thousands of people and, uh, and, and bring them close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu or to kill your own son. When one is able to kind of move, when one's able to shift between the different meters and there's no difference when you hear the calling and the calling is a calling of chesed and the next moment you hear the call of, of din, of justice, only then is one's avoida really complete and and, uh, and wholesome. This is what the Pesach means when it says, Tamim What is your avoida Hashem and when is your avoida Hashem Tamim? When is it complete? When it is both with yeh, when it's both the midah of rachamim and and elakecha the midah of of uh, of of din. When you have a both of those, then you're complete. Ayvet of Baruch. In other words, you can't say, well, look, 
I, I'm in this particular situation. This is my, it's called my, my matzav. This is the, the place where I am. And I cannot be bothered. I cannot be distracted by any kind of conflicting situation, which that would kind of ruin my, my, my mahalach. It would change my whole life. It would, it would break my, my streak. In fact, there's a mitzvah in, in this week's parsha. That tells us that you can, you cannot do it. The Torah in fact writes that loy sakim matseva Hashem And, and Rashi comments of that, one should not establish himself one stone with which to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even if his intentions are for the Shem Shemayim, are for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself. So this can also this can be applied to our explanation above. Hashem is not happy with an avoider that's not multidimensional, that cannot reflect the desire, the striving for, for a person's excellence in every single area, in all of the midas that a Kodesh Baruch Hu has, in, in, in all the midas that a person has in, in his in his kind of a, in his arsenal, both the midas hadin and the midas hachesed, even though at moments they seem to be completely opposing. Right? Hashem hates a matseva. Hashem hates a one-dimensional person which defines one avoda as a particular situation, even if it is l'shem l'shem shemaim. And uh, perhaps uh, if we takes the uh, fact that the gematria uh, a matseva is the same gematria as chesed and din uh, 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 together with 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 the uh, with the two words. So the alternating being between chesed and din together is the opposite of of a of a of a matzeva. So now we can come back and understand that when Rashi explains that when he uh, adds on to his uh, previous commentary that even though in the time of the Ovas of Am Yisrael, a matseva, we, we, was loved. This type of avoda was, was, uh, was exemplary because each of the others had to perfect one particular mida. It was only because they were of us. However, now, no, now for a person to just be chesed or just be din or just be gavura is, is unacceptable. We have to be the multidimensional people that are able to move and, 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 and dance and, and change and react to a situation as, as, as needs, as needs be. So that's, that's this concept of, of, of tamimus and how tamimus in fact is slightly different than the midah of bechol, bechol, bechol merdecha. That Bechomidecha requires a person to love Hashem even though Hashem brings upon one terrible things, even even Midas Hadin. The mitzvah of Tumimus is that when the situation arises that you need to change your Midah from Chesed to Din or vice versa, then one must do so and not say, This is not my situation, my situation right uh Right, uh, right, right now. We'll come up, we'll come back in a minute and tie it all together and then we move right into our Hilchas Shabbos segment. This is 11.9 Chai FM, soul to soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 
101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Just as we get to this point, as we always do, the important details that one needs to know for this coming Shabbos. Candle lighting this afternoon is no later than 531 31 minutes past 5 is the latest time you have to have your candles lit. Remember, this is the special week, usually the first week in Elo, where we ask all our, all our dear women to try, if at all possible, to try to light candles a little bit earlier than, than, than usual and to try to spend a few minutes davening, saying to him, thinking on the fact that we are in Elo, we are now in the time of judgment and, and to pray for our loved ones to pray for our family, to pray for all the others amongst the Jewish uh, nation. So for those who need a refuah, for those who need a Yeshua, for those who are in a situation where they're in some kind of predicament, open one's heart, open one's mind, and let's spend a little bit of time this afternoon just before we go into the holy, the beautiful Shabbos of, of, of thinking of, of, uh, of, uh, of others. So just back to our, our concept of of, uh, of, of Timimus. So, when we talk about this concept where the Torah says that one cannot build a, a, uh, a matseva. So, uh, remember the, the, the best way to describe it is a, kind of a little bit of a, 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 a joke that's told that the, uh, in the olden days they used something, now modern days also, there were, there were people that got together with the, with a mission of really trying to Improve themselves and work on, on various areas of their of their character and really try to perfect them. They were called Bale Musa, people who were really working on, on on something and trying to perfect it. And they would get together every week and and pick a topic that this is really going to be the focus of 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 their of their service of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So I think the first month they said they chose Zrizut to try to do things with alacrity as quickly as enthusiastically as, as possible. The second month they chose Simcha. They should do everything with true and total joy. The third was the Midah of Tzedakah, of giving, of, of benefacting, of caring. And the fourth month was the Midah of, of, of self-control, of trying to, uh, limit their, their, their selves. And, and, uh, Story goes that during this fourth month where they were working on, uh, on self-control, so, uh, an ani knocked on the door, a pauper knocked on the door of one of these, uh, one of the people in this group and, uh, told him a sad story about, uh, marrying off his daughter and not having any money for a, for a, uh, uh, sort of, not for a, for a dowry and asking for a, for a contribution and, and the Balmusa, uh, answering and saying, he sighed and kind of said, well, I wish you would have come like last month because last month I was working on stock. I was working, working on giving, on giving, uh, on giving tzedakah. So now let's come back to David Amelech and just conclude. David Amelech's wish was shifty bebeis Hashem kol to dwell in the house of Hashem all the days of his life. What does that mean? The house of Hashem which David wanted to live is not necessarily something that's fixed to one particular sort of geographical uh, uh, location. David Amelech was asking for for the ability to recognize what Mida does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want him to express? What, what card do I have to take out of my deck at this particular time and, and, and situation? Rashi says, there utitzap and, and hope to Hashem. It's not always easy to know 
whether you know uh, uh, which which uh, which uh, mida to 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 choose when you have to so to speak uh, perhaps even close one's gemara because there's some outside need when to do a chesed and what what are what are one's proper prior priorities when to be to be strict or or or, or, or lenient in 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 terms of dealing with our with our families with our with our children one must always just hope to Hashem. And daven for the siyata dishmaya for the for the heavenly help that tetzapeloi right, which is Torah, which is the watch of of Torah that did that that Akashvok will tell you the right thing. So, in fulfilling all the mitzvahs of Torah, one, one's only hope is tetzapeloi in order to ensure that a person is not in any way tricking himself or 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 or, or deceiving himself, and and you have to constantly. Ask the Rebbeinu always for help in in striving to reach the highest levels of of doing everything that we do in doing it uh, uh, lishma. And and this 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 focus is so is so important. You know, the marshal of a if you're, if you're sailing down the river in, in a canoe and you only have one oar, so if obviously if the oar is only going to be on one side of the other boat, you're going to keep going around in circles and get nowhere. One has to be dexterous enough to be able to move from one side to the other. And no, and that's the Tomim Tia Im Hashem Im Hashem through Tumimus. So then Tia Imol Then you can be together with uh, with uh, with with Hakadosh Baruch Then you'll be able to be constantly with Hashem. Only if one becomes a a very person who's able to easily change gears and 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 shift himself. So can he possibly fulfill the 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 command of Shifty? All the days of his entire of his entire life, such a person can really establish then the the house of Hashem, where kind of wherever he might he might be, and wherever he hears the calling, wherever there's a particular need to to express and behave in a certain midah, he will know how to do it and be able to respond appropriately and uh, and uh, dispassionately to 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 the to the uh, to the situation. We began last week talking about revisiting the issue of the work done by a non-Jew on uh, on on Shabbos, and we said that that uh, that uh, the reason why non-Jews are precluded from being involved in Shabbos is ki oisi beini ubeinechem. It's a sign between us and uh, and uh, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And not only can you not do work, but they cannot do work, because it doesn't say, kom locha lo Not only that you shall not do work, but kom locha lo ye no malacha should be done at, uh, at all. No malacha should be done for a Jew on, on Shabbos and, uh, and, uh, and, and Yom Tev. Uh, and if the malacha was done with using the, the possessions of, of, of a Jew, so then, uh, uh, you can't even, if, if, if the, if the property of the Jew is being used in Malacha, then you can't even tell a non-Jew to do Malacha for the guy's own, uh, own, own purpose, right? I can't tell a, a, uh, a guy, here, uh, here's some, there's some meat, go cook this meat, this is my meat, but go cook it for, for, uh, for yourself. That, uh, that you can't, and you can't, uh, and you can't do, nor can you tell a guy who, uh, stays in your house, you turn on the lights for your, 
for yourself because he's doing my lights. But if it obviously if it belongs, if let's say the meat belongs to a to the to the non-Jew himself, it doesn't uh, belong to the uh, to the Jew himself. So then you can't tell the guy to cook the meat his own meat because now it's completely and totally for the guy, and since the guy is is only doing it for for himself. Chazal never made any kind of decree on on such a uh, such a uh, such a statement, and Chacham actually went a little bit further, and they said not only uh, uh, can't you tell a guy, but if he did do mulacha for you, it would be forbidden to have any benefit from the work done for you by a guy, work done by a guy. For a a Jew on Shabbos, you can't benefit. For example, let's say the uh, the it's dark, it's uh, it's dark in the house, and now the uh, the the non-Jewish, let's say, neighbor comes and 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 turns on the light. So the the Jew is not allowed to have any benefit uh, from it. Not only him, but even any other Jew is not is not permitted to have a benefit from that light since it was lit on Shabbos. On behalf of a of a of a Jew, and if it's something that takes time to do, it's not a one second activity. Then not only can't you have benefit from it on on Shabbos, you'd have to wait after Shabbos for as long as amount of time until uh, he would be who would be able to have done it after uh, after 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 Shabbos. We're going to come back in with our last segment in a moment. This is 11.9 High FM. Soul to soul, don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. We are back on your radio here in Johannesburg on, on a Friday afternoon. Just uh, a a promo for next week. Next week we have a very, very special show. We're going to have the uh, privilege of having uh, Rabbi Dr. Avram Steinberg, who is an amazingly interesting and fascinating person. He's obviously a, a practicing physician, but also head of uh, ethics at uh, at Charitzedek uh, uh, Hospital. He's very involved in a huge uh, project of dissemination of, of Torah. We're very, very much looking forward to having the opportunity to have him on the air and and discuss very, very many uh, interesting and, and pertinent Topics in the in the medical field with our uh, with our radio with our radio uh, 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 family. So we were saying that if you uh, ask a a Jew to do malacha for you on Shabbos, and it takes a particular amount of time to do that work, so then not only is it forbidden on Shabbos, but it remains forbidden even after Shabbos for the amount of time it would have taken for him to have done that malacha had he begun to do it after the uh, completion of, of Shabbos. For instance, uh, uh, if you uh, ask a guy to go uh, catch some fresh fish for you, you want to make a nice little fish braai or, or, or good sort of a cut some fruit off a tree for you so you can have something. So not only can you not eat them on Shabbos, it's forbidden to eat them even on Maitzah Shabbos until a sufficient amount of time would pass that uh, you would be able to have gone out after Shabbos and, and caught that fish or uh, harvested that, uh, that, that fruit. And if what the uh, non-Jew did for the Jew 
is not a biblical prohibition, because up to now we've been speaking about where you ask him to do something that is one of the 39 categories of work, and therefore a, a biblical, a, a isa doraisa. But let's say what you ask them to do is not a doraisa, but only uh, something forbidden by the chachamim, by the, by the sages, only on the rabbinic level. So then the changes slightly. Then other Jews for whom the malacha was not done directly for them, so they would be allowed to have benefit from this action, even on Shabbos, since it's not a Doraita, it's not a Torah prohibition, and it wasn't being done for them, they could actually have benefit from it on uh, on Shabbos. However, the the person for whom the malacha actually was done, even though what was being done is actually only a rabbinic prohibition, that person would not be allowed to have benefits from it at all. On Shabbos, you'd have to wait until uh, Shabbos is over and, again, a sufficient amount of time to be able to have completed that entire activity or that activity in its entirety after after Shabbos is, uh, is, uh, is, is over. Now, in a situation where the non-Jew did not do the malacha specifically for the Jew, but he actually did it for for himself. So the, really, the prohibition to have benefit from work done by a by a non-Jew is only in the situation where the guy did this malacha, where the non-Jew was active and did what he did specifically and uniquely for for the Jew, but. If the non-Jew was working for himself, he did something for his own uh, uh, benefit, or even if it's not for his own benefit, but he did it, let's say, on behalf of another non-Jew, then any Jew is allowed to have benefit from that activity, even on Shabbos. For example, let's say the non-Jew went and turned on a light switch, for himself, he wanted to have light in a particular room, right? Uh, he wanted to read a, a book in a particular in a particular room. So then, it is completely permitted for any Jew to go into that room and have benefit from the light that he put that he put uh, on, and perhaps even more than that, we could say that even if the if the non-Jew's intention was to light the candle for both, and he knew there was, uh, he knew he wanted the light because he wanted to read his book, but he knew that the Jew would also uh, benefit from the fact that the light was on, but still, since there was some of his intention, he was partially motivated by the fact that he was doing the malacha for for himself, so the Jew is also allowed to have benefit from from that activity. As long as it's not being done completely and totally for for the Jew, if there's also motivation for the non-Jew, the Jew is allowed to have benefit uh, from uh, from it on uh, on, uh, on on Shabbos. And therefore, let's say the lights went off in the in the house, so the non-Jew is not allowed to ask. Sorry, the Jew is not allowed to ask the non-Jewish neighbor to light, put lights on for him. But 
you can bring the non-Jew to a situation, to a realization that he needs to light the the light for himself. It's dark in the building. He, he The guy also needs light and therefore, once he's lit it, now the Jew is also able to to benefit from the uh, from the uh, from from the uh, from from the light. That about ends our time together this week. As it always does seem to run away very very uh, quickly, and it really is just a minute left for me to again thank each and every one of you for being with us today, for being with our show, for participating. Let us know what you what you like, what you don't like. Please make sure your radio is uh, glued for all the Soul to Soul programs and certainly our Friday show, as again, next week is going to be a very, very special uh, uh, program. And it just leaves me with the great opportunity of wishing every single one of you a, a beautiful, beautiful uh, Shabbos Shalom, a, a beautiful Shabbos of, of peace, of tranquility, of great family time, of great learning. As you may be aware, it's a very, very special Shabbos where we are part of a worldwide project trying to create silence in our shuls and, and creating a complete and total moratorium on any speaking inside the shul, particularly during the davening, but even at any time, because in, in, in reverence of the sanctity of, of a shul, and, and we want to get everyone involved, and I hope you will, and I hope you will uh, uh, learn to appreciate what it means to be in a Beit Knesset, what it means to be, be in a shul, but in the meantime, just to wish each and every one of our listeners of a radio family a beautiful, warm, and comfortable good Shabbos.